Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. Here, we talk about Chinese dramas and also the history behind the drama. I'm Karen. And this is Kathy. We are currently discussing episode 26 of Hougong Jin Huan Zhuan, or Empresses in the Palace. If you are new to this podcast and to this drama, we recommend listening to the intro to the drama episode to get your bearings on what this drama is about, because we are a third of the way through it. Basically, what we are doing is going through pretty much every single episode to discuss what's going on and the historical context. If you haven't seen the drama, you can always watch this drama on YouTube. Just search Empresses in the Palace and it will pop up. There are English subtitles available, I think, for most of the episodes. This episode to me, uh, episode 26, was really confusing the first few times I watched it. It's funny to a degree and heartbreaking as well. So we will try to discuss this a little bit more. And of course, um, because we know what happens in the drama, we'll do a little bit of a post uh, a little bit of a spoiler discussion afterwards. Last episode, we had a lot of chaos where there was a miscarriage, but surprisingly discovered that our main character, Jin Huan, is also two months pregnant. This pregnancy is quite the surprise and is causing a lot of anxiety and stress in the Imperial Harem, or Hougong. People who were happy about the miscarriage are now upset to hear that there is another pregnancy. The episode begins by continuing the conversation that was happening at the end of the last episode, where Tai Ho, the Empress Dowager, and Huang Ho, the Empress, are still discussing the miscarriage. Tai Ho, the Empress Dowager, basically says nothing more can be done about the miscarriage, but nothing can happen to this pregnancy because it is Wang Guiren's pregnancy, which is Jin Huan. It's clear that Tai Ho cares more about Jin Huan than the other concubine who just lost a child, Fu Cha Guiren. I guess that's generally a lesson of being a good person because, as we've discussed previously, Fu Cha Guiren was really quite the snooty and pretentious person to everyone in the palace the moment she became pregnant. Now this tragedy has befallen her and no one really cares. Huang Ho agrees, but we shall see what happens. The acting here is really great in this episode, or at least the scene, because Huang Ho, we know, and from the last episode, is that she was the one who caused the miscarriage. It's clear that Tai Ho knows that Huang Ho was the one who was probably the mastermind behind this, uh, this unfortunate event. But Huang Ho is not being aggressive or defensive. Instead, she's being really passive and agreeing to everything that Tai Ho says. Huang Ho closes out the conversation with Tai Ho by pointing out that our lovely Hua Fei has requested to see a doctor from outside the Imperial Palace. Clearly, this is a reputation issue for the Imperial family. Why would you want to, uh, or why would you need to request a doctor from outside if the doctors inside the palace could do everything that you needed them to do? Well, Tai Ho ultimately says that it's fine, but at the end, she requests that if this external doctor is really a good one, she would like her own head maid to get a chance to see the doctor as well. Pretty innocent and simple, right? I mean, it, from here, it seems like Tai Ho is being a really good master and wants her maid to get a checkup as well. No big deal. 
With the news of two pregnancies so close together, the person that is most upset in the Hogong is none other than Hua Fei. She's sitting in her palace and utterly heartbroken that it seems like everyone in the palace can become pregnant except for her. She stuffs her face with as many pickles as possible, and she exclaims, look, I'm pregnant. I'm throwing up. It really is quite sad, um, and you see that she really, really wants a child. Jiang Xin, the actress, does such an amazing job right here that despite how, I mean, terrible she's been to our heroine so far, you really do feel for her. In her fit of rage, Hua Fei storms into the palace of none other than the bedridden Duan Fei. It's 26 episodes in, and we finally understand what happened between them. And we understand why Duan Fei is so sick. So Duan Fei is one of the oldest serving concubines in the harem. We were introduced to her in episode two, and even back then, she was very frail. The reason she is so frail is because four years ago, it would seem that Hua Fei's miscarriage was caused by Duan Fei. Hua Fei drank a bowl of medicine that Duan Fei gave her, and she didn't, ex- she didn't suspect Duan Fei. Hua Fei's pregnancy was six months along. It seemed clear that she was going to have a baby boy, but right after drinking this medicine from Duan Fei, Hua Fei had a miscarriage. Hua Fei was devastated and in her hatred turned around and forced Duan Fei to drink saffron or zhang honghua. In TV magic, uh, the amount of saffron she drank meant that she would never be able to have children. Points of clarification here is that Duan Fei wasn't, uh, we didn't actually meet her in episode two. She was briefly mentioned that she exists but is very frail and couldn't meet all the new ladies. So from Episode one or episode two from that first meeting with all the ladies, we hear that Duan Fei is very sick. We talked about Shu Xiang or Musk Pods as being one of the most commonly used ways to induce a miscarriage. Saffron or Zhang Honghua is another. Saffron does have some harmful properties for pregnant women, but there's little evidence that it'll actually make a female infertile. Well, from that point on, Duan Fei has been frail and bedridden. Because of this action, Duan Fei absolutely hates Hua Fei. In her mind, she never actually did anything to hurt Hua Fei. She didn't know how or why Hua Fei has a miscarriage. It wasn't by her hand. But of course, Hua Fei will not believe that. Hua Fei firmly believes that Duan Fei was the culprit because she was the one who brought her that bowl. In Duan Fei's eyes, Hua Fei's revenge of making her, forcing her to drink the saffron is a punishment worse than death. She will never have any children, which means that she won't have any type of support in the palace. So her value as a woman is gone. She can also not really attain any glory for her family because she doesn't have any children. The whole point of being a concubine in the palace is to produce children, and Hua Fei took that ability from her. The two women hate each other. The reason why Duan Fei has been helping our main character Jin Huan is clear now after so many episodes. Duan Fei hopes that Jin Huan will help defeat 
Huafei because Duanfei in uh, her sickly state cannot do it herself. It kind of makes sense because Huafei comes in and immediately slaps Duanfei. So she's physically abusing and verbally abusing Duanfei. Nobody likes that. Because Huafei is so powerful, she has also been able to restrict pretty much everything that Duanfei deserves. Huafei tells uh, the servants to not let Duanfei have any fresh food. She can't have a lot of servants. She can't get laundry done externally and has limited access to medicine. Pretty much everything that should be given to Duanfei as a consort of her rank, because she is the highest ranking consort, has been stripped because Huafei hates her. That's honestly so terrible and explains why Duanfei is always so sick. She doesn't have access to the things that could actually fix her. As we found out in the conversation, every time there's a pregnancy announcement or any time that Huafei becomes really upset, Huafei will come over and pretty much yell and abuse Duanfei, which is really sad. And you can understand why Duanfei is looking for every opportunity to try to fight back. The interesting piece here is that Huang Xiang believes that Duanfei did not do anything wrong. The ultimate reason why Duanfei is still alive is because Huafei cannot outright kill Duanfei or else Huang Xiang, the emperor, will be mad. The emperor and the empress dowager, so Huang Xiang and Tai Ho, seem to have made it clear that Duanfei is not to be touched. Otherwise, Huafei most definitely would have killed Duanfei long ago. So why is this? That's odd. But I also can't imagine that Huang Sheng does not know that Duanfei is suffering, but he seems to be fine with it. There's just a lot of oddities going on here. I will say again that the acting between these two ladies in the scene is phenomenal, especially Jiang Xin, the actress for Huafei. You see how much she hates Duanfei, but is also so sad that she lost a child. As we mentioned earlier, you kind of end up pitying Huafei because, yeah, she does a lot of scary stuff, but it originates from her sadness of having lost a child that she desperately wants. To fix the situation, Huafei has asked her brother to invite a doctor he knows. So outside of the imperial harem and outside of the imperial doctors that she usually has to see if there is any way to help her become pregnant. She's pretty desperate right now. The old doctor comes to the Imperial Palace and is being escorted by the Empress's main eunuch. Now here, it is quite confusing. On the surface, it seems like nothing is really happening. So let's take a look to see how things progress. Before the doctor goes to see Huafei, he makes a stop at the Department of Imperial Doctors. The director of the doctors meets this guy. He's really nice and even gives the new doctor all of Huafei's medical notes. Pretty nice of him, right? The director says that Huafei is, of course, adored by the emperor. So their department pays careful attention to her and has at least 20 of their doctors making sure she's in good hands. The new guy's like, great, and goes off to see Huafei. Huafei, being Huafei, of course, gives the doctor a lot of money and then threatens him with his life if he does a bad job of looking after her. Pretty typical. I like her style. But the doctor says that she is fine. There are so many doctors who have attended to her and they all say she's fine. 
She's not terribly impacted by her previous miscarriage, and therefore, as long as she tries not to be too overeager, should still be able to bear children. Guafe is ecstatic and absolutely over the moon to hear this and offers the doctor even more money. As the doctor is being escorted out by a eunuch, he is sweating profusely. That's odd, right? The eunuch then asks whether or not the doctor can take a look at the Empress Dowager's maid since he's in town. The doctor, of course, acquiesces and goes to see this woman. This interaction here is extremely important. The doctor, this new doctor, checks the maid's pulse and says there is absolutely nothing wrong with her. She's completely healthy. But the maid, Zhu Xi, insists that all of the other doctors in the Imperial Palace said that she is very sick and needs to spend quite a bit of time to recover. She then goes on to say that if someone is not sick, but everyone says that she is sick and only you, new doctor, say she is healthy, what will people think of you? On the flip side, what if someone is sick and everybody keeps on saying that she's healthy, but you are the only one to truthfully say that she is sick? What will people think of you then? He jokes and says, of course, people will think I'm crazy. The maid then responds, exactly. Your entire reputation will be ruined if you tell the truth. He then asks, what happens if another doctor tells the truth? The maid immediately says that that will never happen. The imperial doctors in the imperial palace will all have the exact same response. This new doctor thinks about this for a bit and says, okay, I will also have the same response. Um, okay, so what just happened? This scene and a scene from the previous episode require spoilers to discuss. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode if it is confusing. Again, on the face of it, it seems like, okay, fine. I'm checking out, you know, this doctor is looking at this maid, checking her pulse and realizing that there's nothing wrong. But the true motives here are much more nefarious, especially if we think about it from the fact that this maid is a messenger from the Empress Dowager. I'll kind of butt in here to say the maid's acting also is amazing. When she says this will never happen, just like look at her face. She's so just like dead set, like that stare to that doctor. I was like, oh my gosh, of course she works for the Empress Dowager. She knows exactly what is happening and we'll discuss in the spoilers as well. But oh my goodness, the fact that she just was like, don't worry about any what anybody else will say. They will never reveal the truth. That to me was just like, oh my God, shivers. The rest of the episode is rather simple. The emperor who has been absent for all of this miscarriage drama, pregnancy drama, finally returns to the Imperial Palace and immediately checks in on Jin Huan. He's extremely worried about her, but he's also very excited about their first child together. He wants to spend all of his time with Jin Huan to a point that he's willing to neglect Huang Ho on the day or on the night that is dedicated to her. I think we've mentioned before, but on every 1st and 15th of the month, the emperor is supposed to spend the time and the night with the empress. That night just so happened to be the 15th, but he decides to blow Huang Ho off for Jin Huan. The Empress, Huang Ho, is very much saddened by this and cries alone at night. So we see Huang Ho and Hua Fei 
just despairing. And it's quite heartbreaking to really kind of see these two powerful women in the imperial harem really just crying by themselves at, at night. Jin Huan at least urges Huang Sheng, the emperor, to go see the empress for breakfast and lunch the next day. So that at least she knows. She's taken to heart somewhat the empress dowager's threats in the previous episodes. The next big event on the docket is the Cefeng and Jinfeng ceremonies. These are the promotion ceremonies for both Jin Huan and Jinping. Jin Huan got promoted because she's pregnant. And Jinping, in the last episode, was promoted to the next rank. Jin Huan is currently a Guiren or noble lady. Jinping has the rank of Pin, which is a concubine. They are each promoted to the next level, Jin Huan to Wan Pin, and Jinping to Jingfei, concubine and consort, respectively. In preparation for the ceremony, Tai Ho, the Empress Dowager, gifts a familiar hairpin to Jin Huan. It's the same one she gifted Shen Meizhuang all the way back when she got pregnant. And it's the same one that got damaged when the emperor learned of Shen Meizhuang's fake pregnancy. Remember, he just chucked it or threw it at the floor and it got damaged. To me, it's very interesting that Tai Ho or anybody would re-gift someone a gift. If this especially reminds Huang Shang of this incident. Why do we think that the Tai Ho gave this to Jin Huan? I personally think that she did this to really, really very much warn Jin Huan that do not screw this up. Do not make this a fake pregnancy as a reminder of what happened to Shimei Zhuang. Back at her palace, Jin Huan is marveling at all of the medicinal ointments and creams that uh, the emperor has gifted her to help with her recovery. If you recall in the last episode, while Jin Huan has learned she was pregnant, she also got scratched up pretty badly on the neck by the cat that caused Fu Chagorian's miscarriage. So she's trying to figure out how to uh, prevent scarring from the, the scratch. Her friend, An Lingzhong, arrives with another gift. She has her own family cream made with a very valuable ingredient to help uh, with the scarring. There's powdered pearl, peach flowers, honey, fishbone collagen, and even something called white otter marrow. Apparently, this marrow is incredibly valuable, and we'll discuss this a little bit more in the spoiler section. But... It seems really nice that An Lingrong spent so much time to uh, create this ointment for her good friend, Jin Huan. It also doesn't look as though Chun Er, the bubbly girl who uh, is a little foodie, we haven't talked about her in a while, will last long though because Hua Fei is extremely annoyed at her for um, being friends with Jin Huan. I think Hua Fei just comes in at random times and is like, whoever is near Jin Huan, I need to get rid of them. The episode ends with Jin Huan and Jing Pin at the ceremony getting promoted. I think it's a quite simple ceremony. They left out a lot of things. There are documents, seals, and rituals that need to be adhered to. But um, I'm sure from a cost perspective, they're like, eh, we don't need to talk about it or we don't need to film it. So we'll dive deeper into the ceremonies um, in later episodes. Let's start with our analysis. The first is the promotion of Our Ladies, Jin Huan and Jinping. This is actually quite an honor for both of these ladies. There are only four Fei or consort designations 
and six pin or concubine designations. There's a reason why Huafei was so pissed off in the last episode. We now have four consorts, Huafei, the sickly Blunfei, Tifei, who is the third prince's mother, and now Jinfei. I don't think we have any other pins or concubines right now. As a concubine, you now can run your own palace. You can refer to yourself as Bengong in third person. It basically means owner of a palace. Servants will no longer call you a xiaozhu or little master. They will refer to you with the proper name of niang niang, basically the equivalent of your ladyship or your highness, depending on your rank. Or like your grace or something like that. There's no real direct translation in, uh, in English. And I think also the important part is that your decree, you're supposed to have four consorts and six uh, concubine de- designations. The fact that, again, we talked about this earlier, Yongzheng, this emperor, has very few women in his imperial harem compared to um, other emperors. Even though I'm sure people who haven't seen the drama are already very confused with so many names and so many women, this is actually quite a small number. And the number of kids that he has is also very small compared to his father. So you can imagine what that means. I would assume that actually the fighting in this Imperial Harem is also already like to a minimum compared to what it would be like in other uh, dynasties or other reigns when you have dozens of women, if not hundreds of women in your Imperial Harem. Next, I want to talk about our bedridden Blumfei. She's the mysterious character that keeps popping up at random times, saving Jin Huan from quite a few dangerous situations. Let's add some things together. Yes, it was a very sad scene between her and Huafei. She is a tragic character. We all acknowledge that. But let's also acknowledge just how cunning she is compared to Huafei. And we see this in this episode and the previous episode. In this episode, Blumfei is able to even threaten Huafei with Fu Chagrin's miscarriage and Jin Huan's injuries. She points out, you're scared. You need the emperor's favor. If he suspects you, you're done. Which is very much true for Huafei. She has no children. All she has to go on is her brother, her family, and the emperor's favor. So this right here is really just at the crux of Duanfei's insecurities, and Duanfei points that out. But Duanfei knows that it was not Huafei who did it. She went to Jin Huan's quarters in the last episode to relay her suspicions of foul play. She picks up that cream and, and says some, something happened, but she doesn't point out that it's Huafei. Like, she doesn't outright say it and allows Jin Huan to continue her suspicion of Huafei. At this point, I personally think that Duanfei knows or has a suspicion that it is actually Huang Hou who does this. Huafei here straight up denies that she did anything, and we as the audience currently know that she didn't do it. Duanfei knows this, though, makes a very compelling case for how she's able to survive in the Imperial Harem despite her illnesses. She knows a lot, surprisingly for someone who's always kind of secluded, And maybe that kind of speaks to why she's still alive, despite um, all the fire that she gets from Huafei. I do appreciate this analysis. I think Duanfei doesn't get enough credit uh, because she's not this young, beautiful woman, but she is very smart. And I think the actress is gorgeous for her age. Something else that I wanted to discuss now is a little bit uh, gruesome, but 
when Huafei and Duanfei are having their little row, Huafei says that I hate you so much. You should be turned into a Zhenzhi. Now, that is an incredibly, uh, let's just say, insulting and gruesome punishment. What is Zhenzhi? Zhenzhi, I can't even translate into English, and I don't think a translation exists because what it is, is it is a punishment. And from a, um, if you're thinking about how to use pinyin, it's R E N Z H I, Zhenzhi. Again, if you are a little bit, uh, if you are um, easily grossed out, may want to skip this section a little bit because it is kind of, it is very uh, intense. What this Zhenzhi is, is a punishment that was developed by Lu, Lu Taihou in the Han Dynasty. So Lu Zhi is this empress of the first Han Dynasty emperor. And basically what happened is she hated a concubine named Qi Furen. Now Qi Furen was beautiful and young and captured the gaze of the uh, emperor at the time, Liu Bang, but the wife who had suffered a lot to get him to the throne was very powerful and hated this Qi Furen. So what she did was she, the uh, the empress Liu Hao, punished Qi Furen. What this punishment is, is you chop off all four limbs of this individual. You gouge out their eyes. You put, uh, you basically make them deaf and um, you uh, use medicine to make them uh, mute. Afterwards, you also cut out their tongue and you leave them in the toilet or like, you know, the, the bathroom. You will also cut off all their hair. You cut off their nose and basically just make them into as gross a person as possible. This is probably one of the worst types of punishments ever. And it was made famous by this uh, Empress Lu Taihou, or Lu Hou, against Qi Furen. So the fact that Huafei is saying, I hate you so much, Duanfei, you should be made into this Zhenzhi, is such a terrifying way to say how I want to treat someone. That is probably, if you think about cruel punishment, I don't know if I've seen like medieval torture chambers even go near how disturbing this scene is. But this Chinese person in the Han Dynasty, so like 200 something AD or 200 something BC, did this to this other woman. And this other woman died a slow and painful death. Kathy, what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, not much more to say about that. It's very gruesome. Obviously, TV shows won't show this. But it really does show the extent. It shows the extent of how gruesome, uh, I guess, Chinese women in the imperial harem can be. People who are very uh, powerful. This Liu Ho was very, very powerful. And the fact that we have this record of um, this type of punishment is actually quite interesting. And it's something that... You know, we hear about in, in, in dramas where you talk about uh, this time period of like Lu Taiho and Qi Furen, it is discussed. And that is Qi Furen's fate. It's very, um, it's very sad. And I, again, I feel really bad that Huafei is just saying that Duanfei, you should be made into this. That's just unnecessary and just really not a way to curse someone. Don't ever say this to anybody, pretty much. 
Right. Now let's get into our spoiler section. This section right here, we're ta- we'll talk about a few points in this episode that are heavy spoilers, or actually, if you watch the show and come back to it, very heavily foreshadow what happens later in the series. The first one, of course, will be when the new doctor from Boffe's brother comes in to check in on her. Like we said before, the Empress Dowager's maid also requests a checkup and says some pretty heavily coded messages. What we find out here is that the Empress Dowager is very much in tuned with what is happening in Huafei's palace, especially what's happening to her body. There's something going on with why she cannot be pregnant. This also ties to the earlier scene between Huafei and Duanfei about Huafei's miscarriage. It's important to know Huafei's miscarriage showed that she had a baby boy. The Empress Dowager does not want Huafei to know something. And the rest of the Imperial doctors are in on this. So it's not just one or two, even her closest allies within the Imperial, uh, of the Department of Imperial Doctors for Huafei are in on this as well. And they will not tell her the real reason why she cannot be pregnant. Especially, and I t- didn't talk about this in the last episode. In the last episode, now, Huafei has two doctors that she works with very closely. Two Jiang doctors. So their, their last name is Jiang. In the last episode, if you look back, he goes to see the he goes to see Huafe. One of the doctors goes to see Huafe. He comes back and is sweating and has a conversation with his brother of like, "Why are you sweating? You know, Huafe and us work really well together. We can most definitely grow our careers. We're going to become rich and wealthy because Huafe works with us." And she believes us. Now, this one brother says. Wealth and riches come to people who know how to keep their mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut here and you will be fine. Okay. So what that tells us is that no matter how much money and gifts and riches that Huafei is giving to these two young doctors, they are lying about something. And we know now, and again, this is a spoiler section. We know that Huafei from the very beginning, from having that miscarriage was never meant to have any more children. So those doctors, and this is why uh, Juicy the maid was like, no imperial doctor will say anything is because everybody has been told by the emperor and the empress dowager to keep their mouths shut that Huafei's body is da- damaged irreparably. And I think that's really interesting is because this shows the dynamic of power. No matter how powerful Huafei is, you are never going to be, I guess, usurped by Tai Ho and the emperor himself. And I think that's why also when uh, the new doctor, the external doctor, came to um, see the uh, director of the Imperial Doctors, that's why the doctor said, let me give you all of the notes from for Huafei. And he explicitly told this new doctor that there were 20 other people who were top tier doctors who have already seen Huafei and said that she has not experienced anything wrong. So this new doctor, when he goes, I can't imagine him not realizing that Huafei's body, it can no longer bear children. I think it's pretty obvious. He probably was like, what are you talking about? You can't have children. He probably lied through his teeth because of all this information that other people have been giving him that, you know, everybody else says she's fine. So she's probably fine. How is it that I'm looking at her and I know immediately that she is not fine? 
And I think that's again why Zhu Xi, the the maid, was planted to see this new doctor to basically tell him to keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anybody what you said or saw here in the Imperial Harem because your reputation and your life depend on it pretty much. Yeah, which is why, once again, this part, I when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my God. The maid is amazing. It makes so much sense, like so much foreshadowing. The final piece of information that I want to share is right now, Ali Rong is firmly on team Huang Hou. And right here, we don't see, we haven't really seen Huang Hou tell Ali Rong to do anything bad. But the cream that Ali Rong gives to Jin Huan also is such a clever move. We know in later, epi- we find out in later episodes that it there's musk in there, which causes her miscarriage. But it's such a subtle way. And you can see that Ali Rong is learning a lot from Huang Ho on how to uh, deal with these ladies in the Imperial Harem. And how to subtly manipulate and hurt someone because she... Again, a spoiler for the later episodes. It is because of this cream that is used to heal scarring. This shu henjiao that uh, Ani Rong creates or gifts to Jin Huan, um, which includes this shu sound, this musk that is, you know, miscarriage inducing. And because of this cream that Jin Huan applies liberally all the time, she ultimately ends up having a miscarriage. You know, on the face of it right now, Anling Rong is being so nice of saying, look at how much time and effort I'm using to like help you um, because I really care about you. But in reality, she is doing everything she can to really hurt Jin Huan. And I think that's just like such a scary thought of you never know who your friends are. Yeah, their relationship is done. It's just Jin Huan doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Jin Huan doesn't know it yet. And unfortunately, the thing is that Huang Hou also absolutely hates Jin Huan for taking away Huang Shang on the day, the evening of, you know, that she was supposed to spend with him. But Jin Huan is like, you know, Huang Hou is really nice to me. So I need to make sure that she's taken care of and like thought of. And that's why she pushes Huang Shang to have breakfast and lunch with Huang Hou the next morning. And Huang Hou obviously won't realize that Jin Huan is actually trying to help her. All she'll think about is Jin Huan is actively, you know, taking my man away from me. Can you imagine being in Hong Kong? It's such a like exhausting place to be. <laughs> well, that is it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed listening to us. As always, if you have any comments or questions, please email us at chasingdramaspodcast at gmail.com. We hope everyone is safe and healthy. We will see you in the next episode.